here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Joined this morning by Pat McKendry, shortly by Andrew Mulligan as well. Pat, of course, is a New Zealand Herald columnist. Uh, Andrew Mulligan uh, of uh, all sorts of fame, really. Radio, TV and uh, other things. And apparently at the moment may well even uh, be stuck on a chairlift somewhere, uh, having a family holiday. So hopefully Mull can join us very shortly. Uh, Pat, in the meantime, uh, I guess the biggest issue of the day, and it, it uh, revolves around what or who didn't turn up on Saturday night. What, what's your take on uh, half a crowd at Eden Park for a Bledisloe Cup match? Yeah, uh, not a great look, was it, for anyone, uh, to be honest, Smithy? Um, I, I guess, you know, New Zealand rugby has to take uh, its fair share of responsibility and and think whether ticket price is too high. Um, you know, clearly it's a case of supply and demand, and Aucklanders are, are fairly astute judges of rugby. They they decided it wasn't good value for money uh, after the... Um, the All Blacks won the first test against the Wallabies. Though I think they were always going to lift for that second test and clinch the series. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there was probably an element of complacency. Um, you know, two to, uh, tests at Eden Park in, in the space of um, a week I, uh, probably wasn't the right way to go, was it? You'd have to think that they, they would have sold Waikato Stadium out, uh, just a short bus ride down State Highway 1. But I, I guess... Probably a similar sort of a capacity, about 26,000 down there, but a full stadium, you know, rocking down in, uh, in the Waikato. It would, have, it would have been a much better look all round. Andrew Mulligan joins us this morning. I hope you're safe and well, Mull, wherever you are skiing at this time of the year. Uh, uh, to be honest, mate, um, it would have been uh, disconcerting, I think. Uh, they, they hoped for a walk-up crowd, which never really eventuated. Uh, so they'll have uh, some pretty serious meetings, won't they, in headquarters about this? Oh, absolutely, Smitty. Uh, I, I really think it's um, a sign of the times where the, the rugby public has just fallen out of love with um, the All Blacks opposition more than it is the All Blacks in general. Uh, and just, I think, history, histrionics has really come back to bite the New Zealand rugby when it comes to selling out Eden Park because they know there's several generations now, Smitty, where they haven't seen the All Blacks lose to Australia, Eden Park. And we haven't lost a game there, uh, you know, since 1994. I just think it's unfortunate that they went, they had to go back to back after they beat the Aussies. I thought Andrew Callaman, the, the winger, saying that they'd lost their aura was um, should have been a great motivating factor to see All Blacks fans want to experience a, ba- a backlash against the Aussies because that's what I was expecting. That's what we got. Um, they were obviously unhappy with their second half performance from the first test. And they just needed that little bit of extra motivation from that. And then those words were like a gift. Like Sonny Bill Williams saying on the Stan Sport coverage in Australia, like, that's the kind of stuff they pin up on the wall, which is great to hear. I love that stuff. I don't think enough was made of it, to be honest, in the week leading up. I would have, I would have been all over that stuff if I was, uh, if I was a rugby journal. Mal, does that, does that mean in a, in a little way that, I mean, 
always people love winners. I mean, we love winners. But does that mean in some sort of way that the, the Bredisloe Cup is heading towards being a bit of a dead duck? I think so, yeah. I think there's too many tests uh, for the Bledisloe Cup. I can't keep up. I didn't realise, you know, uh, how many tests we have against Australia. And then in the last few years, there's been four tests. There's been, you know, several years ago, there were two tests, and then they made it three, which is always a good idea. And I just sort of felt like the Bledisloe Cup, we just, I think some people, I don't, but I reckon some people take it for granted. Kids just don't know what it was like to lose the Bledisloe Cup. And then they don't know what it was like to win the Blitters like Cup. Retaining it is just almost fait accompli for, for some rugby fans. And I just don't know what the answer is. Um, it does take a loss to really jolt a jar. And I think last year when the All Blacks lost to Argentina for that first time, that was a real smack in the face for fans. And I, I, I actually quite like seeing it when New Zealand rugby fans, and we do get arrogant, we are an extremely arrogant sports fan when it comes to our All Blacks. Uh, just get strapped around a bit. And uh, I don't know, it, it's it's probably, unfortunately, what the rugby public needs. And no one wants to take a, a loss any time to anybody, let alone the Australians. But to lose two Bledisloe Cup tests in a row, or two out of three to lose the Cup, I can't see that happening. Aussie rugby is going the way of Argentina rugby when they lose all their good players to overseas, to, to the Northern Hemisphere clubs. They've been, their player base has just been eroded. Pat, the All Blacks will always say the Bledisloe Cup is number two in line for them. It's absolutely a must in their cabinet. Yep. Uh, why isn't it for us then anymore? Oh, I think I think uh, Andrew touched on it. I think um, we're just so used to seeing the All Blacks beat Australia, uh, especially at home. I think it's a bit different in Australia. It's more even over there, especially in Brisbane. And uh, obviously like the All Blacks got sort of touched up a bit in Perth last time they played. Uh, Australia there. Um, it's just it just seems too difficult for Australia at the moment to, to win two out of three tests against the All Blacks, especially when when those tests are played in, in New Zealand. Um, and you, you, could, you could say, oh, let's let's even it up a bit and have two in Australia. But I mean, that's that's going to sort of shortchange the All Blacks uh, and probably in particular more uh, New Zealand rugby in terms of the financials. So. Look, I don't really know what what the uh, what the answer is either. To be honest, um, having said that, I think I think there were some quite good signs from the Wallabies um, on Saturday night. I thought, you know, they 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 stayed in the fight for for long periods, and it was quite tight there at twenty one fifteen with Adi Sevier in the sin bin. Um, it sort of, you know, it could have been a bit a bit tight for the All Blacks, but certainly they they just went up another gear and and just ran away with it. Um, you have to say it was a it was a pretty impressive uh, overall performance by the All Blacks. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short news break, uh, fellas. If you can stay with us, that'll be fantastic. Andrew Mulligan, uh, of course, and Pat McKendry. I, I think I might ask you: uh, Is uh, Ian Foster now safe in his job uh, when we come back? Big talk, big opinions. The panel. Ten thirty-five here on SENZ, and carrying on uh, with the panel this morning with uh, Andrew Mulligan. Uh, Pat McKendry, Pat, uh, just uh, Ian Foster's role now, uh, it seems there's always pressure on him to perform, to win all the time and for the All Blacks to get better. On the evidence of uh, 2-0 uh, straight away, does that make him safe for you? <laughs> well, a lot a lot safer than if he had uh, lost two or even one. Um, you know, we touched on it, the All Blacks haven't lost at Eden Park since 1994 and they haven't lost to Australia since 1986 there in, at Eden Park. So 
I mean, a, lo- a loss for Foster would have been an absolute nightmare scenario. Um, so he's, uh, you know, you could you could see he was delighted, you know, throughout the match. Looking on the replay uh, on the Sky's broadcast, he was absolutely delighted with how with how things were going. So I'm sure there was quite a bit of relief in there. Um, in terms of is he safe? Uh, look, I, I think that the board aren't yet convinced because they the, the All Blacks haven't played South Africa. I think that's the big one. Um, I, th- I think there was uh, an element of truth in, in reports that have been out recently about uh, the board wanting to see how the All Blacks go against a very big physical pack. Obviously, they struggled in 2019 at the World Cup against England where they were sort of just dominated from the f- first whistle. So uh, I think that's probably the, the, the main one, but it's, it, c- it can't be good for, um, for Foster, the uncertainty and, and, and the senior players as well sort of wondering what's going on. So a, a difficult uh, situation for, for Ian Foster, and he, he has my sympathy, especially after New Zealand Rugby made a big show of announcing Scott Robertson's uh, contract extension recently. Mm. Certainly there uh, seems to be a bit of underlying pressure coming from there. That, that was an interesting announcement, uh, and uh, the, the sort of uh, the way they paraded it around Mull. Uh, if we look at um, that uh, win then, uh, that must come, according to uh, Pat and others as well, against South Africa, it's not any easier now because it seems for all intents and purposes that will be on neutral ground. Yeah, and that is, like Pat said, the, the yardstick All Blacks are now tested against. Like, being in Australia, I mean, that's just doing your job, isn't it? Uh, so, I mean, Ian Foster, like Pat said, he looked, he looked stoked in the, uh, in the box. But to be honest, that's what I, I expected as an All Blacks fan. That's what you expected, Smitty. That's what Pat expected, like... They have to go and beat South Africa. And what kind of team South Africa will be now? They've had a couple of test matches um, under their belt when it's come to beating the Lions, which in itself was really impressive, um, given that they hadn't played anything last year, really, of any consequence. So uh, South Africa will be there for the taking. It's the quality and the type of win. And whether or not the All Blacks will play the way Ian Foster has sold it to the board and the way his vision has has been uh, set out. But that's what you do in a job interview. You tell them how you're going to do the job. And the All Blacks did the basics right, and they got on top of the Wallabies, and they pulled away, and they did what fans expected. Now it's going to be, can we beat South Africa in a way where we were dominated in the World Cup by big packs like England? Will that happen? I mean, Argentina got stuck into them last year. Have they done enough to turn around what is a decent Wallabies pack, but it certainly... There's no Lou Diaga and Eben Etzebeth in that middle row stepping up to Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock. So um, I don't think Ian Foster's job is necessarily safe just because he beat the Wallabies at Eden Park and put 57 on them. I don't think that's a guarantee for him. OK, then uh, tell me, is Richie Moonga, Mull, and you know, I know you're a Bowden Barrett fan, is Richie Moonga guaranteed the 10 jersey then? Get him in, put, it, put him in the sea. Get him out of it. I'm not, I, I'm not, he's too small. I'm not convinced. I don't like it. Um, look, he read an intercept pass and he's got some nice feet, but they have to hide him on defence. And Bowden Barrett is a much better tackler than he was. I am a Bowden Barrett fan at 10 all day long. They haven't given him enough time uh, in that jersey to give him the, uh, the, the I guess, the, the ability to say, look, I am your number 10. Richard Mwanga is a fantastic rugby player. He's a, he's a superb super rugby player. But my goodness, you put Bowden Barrett or anyone for that matter in that Crusaders team, you're going to absolutely hum. Um, and I just, I am Bowden Barrett through and through. I mean, I like Richard Moring. It's nothing against him. 
but I just don't think, I can't see Rich Mwanga taking us to a World Cup final winning it. Okay, Pat, so if, if um, Ian Foster's still on not shaky ground, but uh, firmer, firming ground, we'll say that, uh, how about uh, Richie Moonga and Ten? How about Akira Yuani? Did he, did he cement a place? Well, we'll start with Richie, and I think 100% he should be in number 10 because he's the best uh, first five in New Zealand, if not the world. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, he's the incumbent, you know, Will he stay in the number 10 jersey for the rest of the season? Not necessarily. I wouldn't be surprised um, if Bowden starts in Perth in a couple of weeks' time uh, because he does need game time. Uh, but, look, I, I think um, Richie Moanga has just been outstanding. He's continuing to develop. I think his defence is pretty good, despite what Mel says there. Uh, and that's improving as well. And... Um, I think he, yeah, he's got the inside running. As for Akira, man, what what an impressive performance from him. And I think he's sort of got um, one, if not two, hands on that number number six jersey now. He, I thought he was pretty impressive in that first test, and he just took it to another level uh, recently in, in the second test. Um, you know, he was direct and powerful, and he just so quick in the outside channels, which is where I suspect the All Blacks want to play and use him. So, um, yeah, that's ideal for him, and, and, and good on him for, for, for sticking with it. Okay, so there we go. Uh, a, a debate there, uh, a worthy debate there between Andrew Mulligan and Pat McKendry. Uh, Bowden Barrett, yes for Mal. Uh, Pat McKendry, Moonga all day long. Thanks very much, gentlemen, for being on the panel with us this morning. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.